0: Meanwhile in the pot cave, we're closed.
1: back to another edition of the pod Men. i'm brad i'm brian
2: Podmen ron and i am alex i gotta i gotta say that when that phone rang with the beginning there i thought it was gonna be bob newhart you know, uh-huh. hello sorry
1: <laughs> well it, maybe mm-hmm. you know what maybe you can do a bob bob newhart's uh many different tv shows for a retro review sometime i, I will that would be great what do you think is your favorite right off the top Uh, Newhart, of course. Uh Newhart more so than the Bob Newhart show? Yes, the
2: the answer is the Bob Newhart show. Yeah, that's what I thought. Or or George and Leo. Or Bob. (laughs) Or Or just Bob,
1: Bob. when they just gave up. Uh, You know what, fuck it, just call it Bob this time. Yeah. All right, well, I think that would be great to have a uh, retro review. Of uh, all the Bob Newhart uh, TV shows, uh, we have some very timely stuff to go through. So let's go hit the news now. All right, in the news, uh, probably you know what could end up being one of the biggest uh, things to happen in the news world is Scarlett Johansson. Uh seemingly suing Disney over <laughs> over uh, her not so great movie, it seems like, right? what is what is this lawsuit about? Does anybody really know? Yeah, it's about the release on Disney Plus and in theaters, because I think
3: her her um her pay was tied to like the box office numbers. Yeah, yeah. But they she is getting paid for like the Disney Plus, from what I understand. But maybe it's not
4: She's getting paid for the premiere? premiere. She's getting paid for... It's really tricky the way her legal team has made it work. So yeah, it's pretty much all about Disney Plus. And it's that she feels as if since her likeness is being used to boost the performance of a platform that she's featured on and she's added value to that she should be getting money Wow. wow, for the
3: subscriptions,
1: wow. yeah,
4: just the
3: subscription. Well, yeah, and see, I took it too as uh, it's also some of it's the drop in week two, right? Because anybody that bought it on Disney Plus uh, Premier Access, they can stream it as many times as they want. So there's right. also that yeah. that drop in week two where it's like, well, well, yeah, you may have paid me for the uh, for part of the the Premier Access. But it killed the box office in week two because people could just stream it over and over and over again without
1: any additional revenue. Right. Yeah. Um, but honestly, how many people are streaming it more than once? Well, I don't know. Here's, I mean, here's it
3: the made,
4: interesting part: the opening
1: weekend it made
4: thirty million just in Disney Plus alone.
2: Well, and yeah, Disney and it made thirty million at the box office, right? But uh, it made sixty the, million at the
4: box office. Thirty million. 60, sorry.
3: But what I read today was uh, an article and it was basically saying uh, the, the undercurrents of all this is the, there's issues with Bob Capek, who is the new head of uh, uh, Disney. Yes. And so he came from, he was the, he was the head of the parks uh, and he was an engineer and then he went on to like, and, and joined the company and, and, you know, got his business degree and all that kind of stuff. But he started as an engineer working in the parks. And what they're basically saying is uh, a lot of this has to do with he he has no bedside manner he ha- and he does not know how to work with talent. He never worked with talent in the parks. He managed the parks. And so apparently there's a rift between him and Bob Iger, where Iger's basically like, he already stepped in once during COVID, right, to try and pass things up. And now he's like, he's still trying to like back out of the situation. And a lot of it they said was... In the article I read earlier today, was it's this stuff should have been squashed early on, and it's probably not as much about money as it is about Bob Chapek does not know how to work with talent. He, he never yeah. has. So that that a lot of this stuff should have been squashed early on. Any of those concerns should have been squashed. A lot of it's ego, you know, uh, his ego the, the talents ego, buddy heads, them not they're feeling unappreciated. Uh, and then you got Feige, who's apparently pissed
4: about the whole situation as well. Yeah, he's um, pissed at Disney, not at Right. Well wow. uh,
3: there was rumors there's also rumors that uh, they've asked uh, Feige not to bring her back in any future projects. Which you know, if, if they were for flashbacks, or <laughs> if they did anything with
1: a, right, or if they did anything with a what if, right? So, uh, sounds like it could get ugly. But
2: so, if you want to arrest me, arrest me. You'll know where to find me.
1: All right. Well, there you go. Scarlett Johansson's really throwing down the uh, the gauntlet, so to speak, and saying arrest her. So there you go. And yeah. Yeah. if she's mad,
3: she ought to be mad. It's the fact that She finally got her Solo movie And all she did Was <laughs> use that movie To tee up
4: Her replacement
1: yeah. You
4: know so. Well On top well, of that We have a plethora Of other actors And actresses Looking to sue Disney As well yeah. I know Emma Stone's Looking now And there's been talks that Emily Blunt's Looking at Suing Disney and I hope the, the Rock Doesn't join in The, the, the Rock, Rock Has said, said he's not, not. Yeah The Rock always stepped in And said he's not <laughs> um, but he's got. Rod's got
2: class, money. though. You know, he's, you know class, I mean? yeah. he's
4: got that Milana money. He's good, but yeah.
3: But he's also he was the producer, so he's he's not just the star of the movie. He's he's yeah. the production. He produced producer it. all that kind of stuff. If he wants to get other projects greenlit really through Disney, he can't. Really
2: yeah, that's that's so. the thing. That's where he's smart at. He goes, okay, I could lose twenty million dollars here or $10 million here, I whatever. Think, I don't think you're as much or, as he's like, listen, I'm
4: already making a crap ton of money off this movie. No, that's anyway, what I'm saying. I
2: mean, or I could be blackballed by Disney and lose $100 million in future money. So, I mean, that's where these other people are just stupid. I mean, just, I don't think they're you know, stupid. I think they're just,
4: I mean, there has to come a point where talent can. And, I, I agree with you, but yeah, you know what? If you breaking their contract, then the studio's breaking they their didn't. contract. They didn't break
2: the contract. Just this, this was didn't not contract <laughs> That's well. the whole
4: reason for the suit is that they broke the contract.
2: Well, well, I she's know, I think,
4: proposing that they broke the contract. Yeah. it hasn't gone to court yet.
3: Sure, but
2: I got so. a feeling it's not. You know, she's gonna lose out in the end because I think our. Own, well, we'll see. They'll probably blackmail. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing
3: is you got to think like uh, she's. If if this does uh, cause ill will, I mean, now Fox is gone, you know, so uh, two years ago she had Fox or Universal or Disney or, you know, or or Warner Brothers. Now it's, it's, uh, I hope she likes working for Warner Brothers and Universal uh, because
4: if she burns that bridge at Disney and Fox, you know. Well, what WP, there. Does, WP does have a have a liking for picking up talent that Disney no longer wants. Hint, hint, James Gunn. That is Gunn.
1: true. <laughs> All right, that well, it, and, and while we're at it, before we get into it, kind of a, a little segue there going from Scarlet Witch to the Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, we do get a little bit of a taste of maybe what uh, is in store for us for Hawkeye. Uh, with a Quinn uh, motorcycle picture that was released. So Hawkeye's going to be flying around on a motorcycle, and we got Kate Bishop. And, Brian, you uh, think we may have a main villain, aside from uh, Black Widow too, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the,
3: the speculation now is that uh, Kate Bishop's mother will be they've, uh, um, Vera Farminga from The Conjuring and Base Hotel and all those. Is, uh, is playing a mystery character in the in the uh, show. Uh, the speculation now is that it, that she's going to be Madame Mask and Kate Bishop's mother. So that's the uh, and then the Quinn cycle. Yeah, that's that's not from the from the show. That's they've actually built the Quinn cycle. They've got a flying motorcycle.
1: Sure.
2: Uh, Hawkeye's motorcycle.
1: It's, Hawkeye's motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. So it's. It sounds like it may stay a little bit true to the – did he have that flying motorcycle in the Hawkeye uh, solo series that everybody loves so much? No. He did. He did not. No, they gotta
3: kind of take him down to grassroots.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. He yeah. had it back in the good stuff.
1: The good old days he did in West Coast the of Vindas. Yeah, the Matt Fraction Hawkeye is good stuff. Yeah, the Matt Fraction Hawkeye is spectacular stuff. So. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking yeah, of we more know. good stuff, uh, Brian, you got to see an advanced screening of the Suicide Squad a, a week or so in advance. And, uh, I mean, so far you're loving it, right? Ratatouille, what do you got? Right. Bird. Now, now, wait. stay off the com. All right. So uh, all the characters, lovable, everybody lives, sets us up for a great sequel. What uh, Can you give us a no-spoiler uh, uh, synopsis here, a review, if, if at all possible.
3: Yeah, it's very good. Uh, I, I posted this on the uh, the Instagram. Um,
1: That's right. The Instagram is uh, the Podman, uh, all one word, the Podman on Instagram. So please follow. Brian's been doing a hell of a job on social media.
3: Not only did, did I, I post it about my, my kind of spoiler free review, but I also posted a couple of days beforehand. Get, uh, free, uh, pre-screening tickets. So, if you take advantage of that, if you follow us on on uh, Instagram, the Podman, you could have uh, partaken in those, uh, those free screening tickets. You could be like yeah, that. Just, you could be like me. Which you know, two uh, of the three of the four Pod Men, only one of us went to go see it, and they all knew about the, uh, <laughs> the pre screening. Uh,
1: that's how I lazy. Think. That's how lazy the Pod Men are. To be honest <laughs> with you, yeah. hey, I've been busy. I've been busy. <laughs> yeah, Alex is so, busy. Pod Man Ron, and I are just lazy. I think. <laughs> but yeah, I went to go see it. It was very, very good. Uh, it's
3: uh, probably. I think I put this on my review. It's the the best DC film since uh, Dark Knight. Right, um, better than Aquaman, better than Wonder Woman one, better than Dark Knight Rises, yeah. better than Joker. I mean, it's it is a very good movie. Uh, it's uh, it reminds me less of Suicide or less of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as it does, um, uh, oh, Magnificent Seven and uh, uh, honestly, Super. Brad, right? like his first uh, superhero film. Oh, okay. Right? Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Right? I like so that. So there, there's some like kind of heartbreak sort of moments. They're like, oh. So uh, very, very good movie. And, and once you guys see it, uh, the, the thought I've had ever since I watched it is this is what DC needs to be. Uh, the more R-rated superhero movies they can make, the better not because they're just going for the R, just shock for the sake of shock, right? But I think we've all seen with the MCU TV shows and uh, Black Widow's film, I got a feeling we're fixing it super let down with Eternals. Um, The House of Ideas is kind of running out of ideas. And sticking to that PG-13 mantra... uh, it's probably not doing them any favors, right? Uh, I feel like, you know, the first Iron Man movie came out in 08, right? Yeah. Or 09. So it's kind of like what we used to say about the comic book industry and and when we had the comic shop. Uh, The kids have probably grown up with this universe and my kids didn't, they were like, well, Black Widow was okay, but it wasn't like, it didn't set the world on fire. It wasn't like that, and and you're kind of getting that same sort of vibe for the uh, the Disney Plus shows. They're kind of like, well, it's okay, but nothing earth shattering. And I kind of take it back to you know, in the 2000s, we had this where there was a lot of you know, they kind of pushed back and that we had more action movies that were R rated. But in the 80s, man, like it was you had R rated action movies all the time, and kids still saw them. Parents still brought them to the theater. But there was that, there was that, you know, taboo of the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm 13 and I got to see an R rated movie. That was cool, right? So I feel like this was so good and this is a way they can completely hand barble their lunch if they start pushing back and doing more, you know, not, you know, adult nudity type stuff, but like more adult type action movies like. The old Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff, you know, do like T two, right? Like, you know, do it like uh, the old uh, Stallone stuff in Aids. Make the movies that way, right? Make them hard. Uh, kids will still go see them. You're not pandering to the kids. Uh, adults get to enjoy them better, right? I feel like that's that's a huge opportunity for DC to to pick up market share and kind of reinvent themselves. Stop, don't stop trying to compete with Marvel. Uh, actually, age up the movies appropriately to where you know we're, we're at that phase now, right? We had that phase in the '90s with with comics where everything turned grim and gritty because kids had grown out of the 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 uh, um, colorful superhero stuff. We're kind of at that phase now for a lot of these people. Just it's movies, not comic books. Does that make sense, Alex?
2: Your thoughts? So you're saying they're trying to make them the, the age of the comic book stuff from the movies.
3: No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's what they should do. I'm, that's what I'm saying is that that's what they should do. They should go for, you know what? If if the movie, if the story needs to be R, make it R. Don't downplay it. Don't dumb it down. Uh, get the best material for this comic you can And make it R. If it needs to be R, make it R. Kids will still see it. Toys will still sell, right? Uh, when Terminator 2 came out, it was R rated, and there was Terminator 2 action figures. It did not stop the sales of those, of those Terminator 2 action figures. Go for that. Like, kids will still find a way to see it. You'll pick up the kids that have already kind of grown, maybe are at risk of growing out of superhero films, right? Uh, just like, uh, Dark Knight returns in the eighties. You know, that's probably the yeah. seminal Batman story. Start to push the envelope a little bit in that direction. And then yeah, because Disney won't. Disney won't, and that'll be an easy advantage for DC.
2: Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I don't know. DC kind of does this anyway with Marvel. DC's always had better luck at what you're what you're talking about than Marvel does. Because if you think about it, DC's done, you know, the Dark Knight returns. I mean, I'm talking comics. I'm not talking movies. But DC did the Dark Knight returns. DC did Watchmen, DC did the, the Killing Joke. Yeah, and where Marvel, you know, anytime they've tried to dip their toe into the mature level reading stuff, you know, we got the Marvel Knights stuff from the, you know, what was that, mid 90s or something. Yeah. And uh and then they did the uh what was that Marvel Max they did? They tried to go adult with that yeah. and, and, uh, it just never works with Marvel. It just doesn't. Marvel just does not lend itself to do, you know, in the same universe for mature reading. I mean, it just, it just doesn't work for Marvel. So I think the, I think Marvel, their formula right now is what works for them. Just keep it you know, going. Just, just happen right. in well, different genres. Well, what they do is they tap into different genres and then they, but they're able to, you know, do clean storytelling that way with everything still connected. Or DC, I mean, yeah, they can do these R-rated movies and mature telling because their, their continuity is not tight at all. It's all over the place. So uh, I just, their, their stuff, their stuff is more of a, they're they're never going to get a cohesive universe, I and mean, I guess that's okay. I mean, yeah. at least it, they're not boxed into the same universe. They could tell different types of stories. They could, they could tell a dark and gritty Dark Knight story, or they can tell a lighthearted, more upbeat superhero-type Batman story. So, you know, they could do it both ways. Or they've got their parts of the universe where they can dabble in both,
3: right? But that's yeah. my point, is because Marvel <laughs> is... is in a box, they they can only go this far left and this far right because they're in that Disney box. DC's yeah. not in that box,
2: and when you but I see like this that movie, box. I like that. <laughs> I like that better. Uh, I mean, you I like mean, honestly, you that, be you like that
3: box, but the the movies are getting stale.
1: Yeah, the ideas are getting stale. Wow, you and Scarlett well, Johansson are really landed into. Brian Disney.
2: He, Brian always hates on Marvel. You hate on Marvel so much.
4: Yeah, wait, I don't think wait, the I don't think the ideas are stale. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't go that far. Well, yeah, I see what, model, I, see what,
2: he's, I, see what he's, I see what he's talking about with Black Widow because Black Widow was stale. It, not stale, okay. but it was. You can say boring. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as good. What about, good about Eternals? Eternals? We don't know yet. Okay, mean, well, what we've seen so far of Eternals. Okay, right. but Alex loves well, the Eternals so well, far. Okay, let, me say, let okay. me say this. A month ago or a month and a half ago, I would have said the same thing about Shang Chi, but. This latest trailer, I'm really psyched about Shang Chi. Yeah, I mean, and it, let's also I'm looking even forward even to that. Talking about
4: Eternals, first off, that movie's already had <laughs> test test audiences, and it's already scored really, really high with test audiences. Second Here's off, we've seen, second off is, second off we've seen two minutes of the movie, and it honestly looks way different than any Marvel movie we've ever seen. Third off, it's directed by a two movie time director. Chloe Zhao, who in her second movie just won Best Director and Best Picture. And I don't think the any of movie are, was
3: was directed
4: by Ang Lee,
3: who would won uh, uh, the Oscar the year before.
4: Yeah, but we're but this is a movie that's already tested and it's already tested high, and we don't know anything about it.
3: Like yeah, I'm just nothing. saying, my my point is, Marvel is stuck in a box that DC does not have to is not beholden to. Marvel is stuck in a DC- box. If DC wants to turn the corner, we need more like Suicide Squad and them just saying we're going to do batshit crazy stuff. We are not going to be beholden to a PG-13 rating. We don't care about the box. The box office kids will find a way to see this movie. We're going to make the best movie. And if if it needs to be hard to make the best movie, make it. But that's where – because
1: here's the thing, Alex – Kids that were ten when Iron Man came out are going to hit an exhaustion point with Marvel. If it's still when you when you get in that uh, you're in that mid twenties age, you're probably the exception to the rule. Or right? or in your fifties, like, you may be exhausted of Marvel. Oh well, yeah, exactly. I'm exhausted <laughs> with all of them, <laughs> right? But that's my point is is if you want just like with comic
3: books, you want to a you age up the story to fit the viewer so and if you're not so you need to be able to replace the old viewers but also make the stories compelling for older uh, older uh, viewers as well at this point the Avengers are gone right it, it, when we get a new Avengers team it's going to be the DNA is going to be completely different than the Avengers that, that you grew up with and my kids grew up with and that sort of thing uh, at some point, some viewers may just go, oh, no, "This doesn't matter to me," right? Especially if everything keeps getting cycled through that that PG-13 lens. Not saying I'm not saying Marvel should start making R-rated movies. I'm not. I'm saying this is an opportunity for DC to pick up market share because they've got better stories that are more mature. Don't try to clone Marvel. Do what you do best pick from your library of, of, of titles and storylines that Marvel couldn't even make if they wanted to because they're stuck at PG-13. That's my
1: point. That's their point. All right, well, hey, keep things moving along, and we do want to mention that because I know that Podman Ron's certainly a big fan of uh, Cobra Kai, that one of its stars, Zola Marindueno, I think, Meranduena, uh, maybe cast as Blue Beetle. Uh, so uh, for an HBO Max series, DC. So, am I, am I correct
2: to think that's uh, Miguel? Is that Miguel? Yes, I believe it's that's Miguel. Miguel. Yeah, Miguel. Uh,
1: okay. so yeah. yeah, so that should be good, I guess, right? It's um,
2: actually, good casting. that's uh, yeah, great he's, casting. He's, yeah, he's a good and actor. I really like not, him. It's
1: not.
3: It's not a series. They're saying it's a Blue Beetle movie. 'Cause remember, D C is or Warner Brothers just said next year they're gonna do ten do movies, yeah. Ma, uh, ten HBO Max films, and the assumption is Batgirl's gonna be one and Blue Beetle's gonna be another. Um, but man, if it gets me booster gold, I, I like but, Primary Res anyway,
2: but if it gets you booster gold, I'm gonna be Well stoked. can I can I interject one thing with uh, and it's kinda goes with what you were just saying and we're talking about the multivirus now. D C has really you know, they're, they're outside the box. They haven't really pinned themselves down into a multiverse. I mean, into a, a set a universe person. continuity. <laughs> yeah. To me, like, be you a know, blue beetle. Yeah. I would like to say a blue beetle movie, but uh, this is, and, and Batgirl, same thing. This is where you got to start building. You got to have them interplay with other people because then if not, then you're just going to have a bunch of, one-and-done movies that are not connected and no one's going to care. It's going to be like The Green Hornet or any of these other movies that used to come out in the the 90s that were just one-and-done superhero movies, and there's no connection and there's nothing to get people stoked about anything else. There's no overarching universe, in my opinion. I think that's why Marvel's so successful because with an Ant-Man movie – carry to anything if it was just a one-and-done movie. No, it's, it was the seeing the other heroes from the, the universe pop in as a guest star and then it carry on to the next movie or to the next stories into a different movie. So, I mean, I, I think it's the same thing with these movies. They're DC at some point has got to try to make a cohesive... And, and maybe this is what they're wanting to do with HBO Max, you know, make this a universe for them to play around in. So, See, I, I, will, I would
1: almost take the opposite and say that you know, just make me one good Blue Beetle movie. I don't need uh, anybody signing three movie deals because I'm going to get burned out by the third movie. Sort of like you know, with Shazam. I'm sure I will see the new Shazam movie when it comes out, but it would be a fine standalone movie. Don't you don't it have to fine, you don't have it's to build a, fine a world standalone
2: movie, but just but give me a, I, one I, good I, movie. That's all I need. Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm a sequel guy. I like sequels, so I like. But, see, but I'm, you're I'm, getting burned
1: out on action movies. So you're a man of many different faces, there, Podman Ryan. Well, I know. <laughs> maybe I'm
2: just
1: Brad. See, <laughs> see how
3: this, see how this fits you, because this is what I would do. This is this is my thought process: is a, a little bit of both, a little column a, a, little column B. If we get a blue a Blue Beetle movie, it's a one and done movie. You don't have to do a second movie. Now that's now. If you want to tease Booster Gold at the end of the movie, right, right, and kind of pass the baton on to Booster Gold, and then have a Blue and Gold movie, I'm fine by that. Then, if you wanted to at the end of the Blue and Gold movie pass, you know, hint at Justice League International and Guy Gardner, you know, fuck yeah, I'm in for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. You don't have to say three, you know, a trilogy of Blue Beetle, but you can kind of say, "Look, we're building it it up, something, yeah. one movie at a time." Uh, but yeah, we don't need to go because I mean, Blue Beetles, uh, uh, you know, bad guys are the Reach. But once he effectively beats them, we don't need to see round two of him versus the Breach. But if if, if we can get Booster Gold and and, uh, and Ted Kord, Blue Beetle, and then, and then if you can get Justice League International in a film. You know that's fantastic. So I think I would like to like to your point. I don't want to see three blue or Blue Beetle movies, but I, I would like to see like a growth of the universe. And if they did that, and and their crescendo was Justice League International, that would be perfect. Considering the world that James Gunn built around uh, um,
1: Suicide Squad, and that wraps up your mini-review of Suicide Squad. We, you didn't even talk about Suicide Squad, Brian. Well, let's not. Uh, we'll talk about <laughs> it when we all say it. All right, all right. Let's keep things moving. So you know what I want? I want a movie, and then I don't want to hear shit about it for 20 years, and then I want it to come back. What is happening here? Somehow,
4: the town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis.
0: Maybe
1: it's the apocalypse. And it must be the apocalypse because the Ghostbusters are back after 20, 30, 50 years or so. That's the kind of movies build up that I want to have, Brian. Uh, everybody loved the Ghostbusters trailer, I assume? Yeah,
2: I did. I thought it was fantastic. I teared
1: up a little bit. Uh, the only thing I can kind of complain about it almost, if anything, is like, I'm not sure if this is a comedy. You know, other than I don't the, think it
2: is other okay than the mini
1: marshmallow men it's like it it seemed like it was much more of a drama than anything else which I'm
2: okay with but a little uh, a little the, switch the, for me. I mean the, but truly ghostbusters wasn't a nice slapping comedy I mean if you think ghostbusters was a nice laughing comedy you <laughs> I mean it, it it was it was action it was adventure it had little tidbits of comedy thrown in there I, I think this is a little bit it's going to be like that. I think that's why they brought in Paul Rudd to, to kind of add some little up, bit of the yeah. fun, lighten it up a little bit. So right. I, I, think it, I think it looks excellent.
1: That was, that was only my criticism. And, and, again, I mean, God bless Finn, Wolfguard, Wolfhound, whatever, but you see him and you're saying, oh, this is Stranger Things the movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> but God bless uh, him. God bless him.
2: It just had the right amount of everything. It had the right amount of, you know, the Andy new Potts. story. It has uh, had any pop. I mean, I've, I mean all of it. I mean, it was just really touched on a lot of stuff. It was really freaking cool. So, it's played by yeah. the, the movie I'm looking forward to the most, which it was last year actually. So <laughs> you're still looking forward to it. Still looking forward to it, man. All right, you looking. I'm for- feeling. Uh,
3: uh, we're gonna find out that, um, Paul Rudd is the, uh, the 2021's Lewis Tully. So, uh-huh. I think he's, he's, uh, Lewis Tully, yeah. Uh, Rick
2: Moranis. Rick Moranis. Uh, Rick Moranis. I'm pretty sure him.
3: he's gonna end up being Zool or Ben Clortho, you know, one of the dogs, one of the demon dogs. But we saw Gozer, you know, we the heat, the tease of Gozer coming out of the pit. I love right? it. Right? And he oh, saw, man, yeah. You saw one of the demon dogs chasing Paul Rudd through Walmart. Right.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, placement. I mean it was okay. it was everything was just fantastic on that trailer. All right. And then you had uh at
3: the at the end you had Ray Stans answering the phone, right? But it's did yeah. you notice he's in the bookstore? He's in Ray's They're occult. occult oh. Yeah.
2: yeah. So. so I mean, you had that and you know, and I guess Annie Potts married all uh what's his face? Egon. 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 Alright. Yeah, I mean, it's
3: been 35 years, so I guess Carrie Coon could be 35, although she looks a little older.
2: Uh, I, thought, I thought, I was thinking the same thing too. I was like,
3: I'm wondering if like Egon, if Egon had like a marriage before, um, just, uh, Janine, before he hooked up with Janine. Because wow. she yeah, didn't call her sense. mom. She didn't so, call her mom. She was like, your dad did this and this, but well, shit, that didn't mean that's her mother.
2: Well, you're, that's a good point, too. But, I mean, she didn't really call her anything else. I mean, it was just a clip. So. Yeah. I, I think you're
3: going to find out that Annie Potts is not her mother. It's oh. her. Uh, Janine's not going to be your mother. So. Wow.
2: Really looking forward to it. though. I am just, like, very stoked about it. And another, they, another trailer. the marketing thing to to come on the Halloween night. I mean, why why are they releasing in November? Uh,
3: it's the Thanksgiving film.
1: It's the Thanksgiving film your family needs, Podman Ron. Also, another movie that you didn't think you knew you need. All I ever wanted was
2: a normal life. My son, the Ten Rings, gave our family legendary power.
0: Show me you are strong enough
1: to carry them. All right. Everybody loves the Ten Rings and a little rap uh, hip-hop music behind it. Podman Man, Ron, nothing ju- juices you up about a martial arts
2: movie aside from hip-hop. Is that correct? Is that a fair statement? Man, it's a fair statement. No, I'm really, this movie, like I said earlier in the broadcast here, I was not impressed with the first trailer of this movie. But as the new trailers are more released, and I've seen more, and I'm, uh, it looks really, really, really good. I'm have, really looking forward to this movie. Have you by
1: any chance watched any of Kim's Convenience on Netflix to get a uh, a little taste of our uh, star here, Shang-Chi? No, I have no, not. Okay. Just curious. No.
3: All right. So. <laughs> I've tried to watch that show. Why lot of people recommend it. It's uh.
1: It's okay. It's yeah, nothing. It's not, yeah, it's not my Alex, are you I still do, with us by any chance? I'm still here. Okay. Any comment on Shang-Chi or Kim's uh, convenience? Uh, Shang-Chi still looks
4: really good. I am I I'm I get increasingly more worried about it as we get closer. Oh. Just because just cause I want it to be so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, just because I really want it to just really be something special. But uh, I get increasingly more worried
3: about it the more trailers I see. I don't know. What, PMR, what's the thing in this trailer that's, that's uh, turned the corner for you? Like what? what did you see now the music. that you didn't see a month ago? Because right? <laughs> the the I, I don't know what's different about this trailer than the one we got about.
1: Yeah, the trailer looked exactly the same, right? I mean, he's jumping through
2: yeah, uh, yeah, the cable cars Absolutely, so All right. yeah, I look forward to it I'm looking, I'm, I'm getting a little bit more used to it Fair enough.
3: So, yeah, You like it? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, your issue with the film is that you're half blind? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Podman Ron does not hold it back He... He is as uh, uh, transparent of a marketing tool as you can get. <laughs> like, yeah, put it on that big screen and I like it better. Oh,
3: I like it. Look how big
1: it is. <laughs> Look that how big. Good. Look at that action and listen to that hip hop music coming from all around me.
3: Look how large
1: they are.
3: His hands the size of my whole body. Now those are ten These rings. Are great.
1: <laughs> all right well podman Run, i can't wait to hear your review of our next trailer when you see it on the big screen eddie brock
4: i want to give you my story people love serial killers please why me It's mine
1: it's yours and what's yours is mine Right. yeah, we just recently this week had Carnage or Venom 2 let there be Carnage. Uh what what is what is going on in the Spideyverse over at Sony with Carnage here? This looks like a- CGI bad, bad bad. Uh, or just uninteresting. I mean, that's my problem. It it looks yeah. good. I mean, it looks like any good video game or whatever type stuff. The effects are fine. I'm just not interested in it. And I don't know if I buy B- Eddie Brock at all. They shouldn't be selling Eddie Brock. I'm not buying them.
3: It seems like the superhero movies, I think I said this for the first film, it feels like it should have come out in the 90s. Yeah, This feels like, like Spawn, the movie. You know, I... Uh,
2: I don't know. my problem is with with venom is i've i've never been a big venom fan as pertains to venom as being an anti-hero i always liked venom as a bad guy the few years that he was truly a bad guy but the other thing is and i know you all are gonna disagree with me no. but i've never been a big i've never been a big fan of tom hardy just, yeah i've he, to me, he's never been in anything that I was like, "Oh my god, that's the best." Or you just haven't anything that you would. No, do. And I, to me, he's he's a forgettable person in these movies. He does not stand out. To me. I, nah, mean, see, I, I, the, I think it's the character, okay. though. Again, I think
1: it's Eddie Brock. It's that, the character. Yeah. No, yeah, it's not Tom Hardy. Here, here's
3: mm, here's the thing. Definitely, Tom it, Hardy. he's <laughs> no, it's really not. There, the white guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> You need to watch something like that's maybe off your beaten path. There's a reason why Tom Hardy keeps getting cast and stuff because he's he is a really good actor. The problem is you only watch an action movie, so it's like, well, I don't get it. If you would to watch something like Peaky Blinders, Peaky Blinders, which is a fantastic fantastic show, and he plays like uh like uh, the head of like the Jewish crime family, and he is fantastic he's unbelievable. he is a very good actor he's a very good actor the problem is he does his best stuff in, in, in things that you would not watch so he, he you know, everybody loves him in Peaky Blinders they cast him in this but then they, they're like well we really just need you to be kind of like generic superhero A and he doesn't get to do the stuff that, that everybody likes him for anyway it is not trust me it is not Tom Hardy Tom Hardy yeah. is fantastic
1: I don't know if we're gonna
2: uh we're gonna convince him of that. I'm trying I'm looking Yeah, through, yeah, yeah I don't, I'm looking it, through his resume really, right now. Yeah, give me some I mean I've seen several things he's been in, and there's not one thing that I went Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I Tom think, Hardy he was great. Uh,
1: what's his big thing, Bronson, That where people were like, holy shit, where did this kid come from? Did anybody see Bronson?
2: Uh, no, it was Star Trek. That's, <laughs> That's, right. That's, That's where they were like, thing. This kid's got it. <laughs> it was a movie. Which one was that one? Star Insurrection? Trek, uh, or? No, the last one that Next Generation did.
1: Nemesis. Nemesis, Nemesis. yes. Nemesis. Yeah, that was where yeah. everybody, he really turned some heads as a uh, yeah. deformed as a young clone man. of Luke Picard. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. Maybe that's where he, it's just not sitting well from. You're like, fuck this Luke Picard ripoff. off no, it's
2: just him. terrible. That movie, that, that whole first minimum was just like...
1: Brian I agree. Hit the, was it? Brian just,
2: hit the nail on the head when he describes it as a '90s superhero movie. I mean, that's what it—that's what it was. I that's mean, it's what it was, what it is, and that's—and that's not a good thing.
1: No, not, uh, not, uh, not in the 2020s. Not well. We'll see how it goes. Again, it looks very, very uninteresting. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I'm sure it will find an audience somewhere or another. Uh, let's go over to, I know we've got a lot more things to talk about here. Let's go to the movies real quick. And uh, I know you boys, all three of you, saw Jungle Cruise. Uh, you can't keep away from The Rock, I know and uh, you feel like it's, uh, you're going to give him a little bit more money just in case he does decide to sue Disney. Uh, but tell us about this Jungle Cruise, the another Disney ride that makes it to the silver screen. Alex, Very let's good. start with you. Uh,
4: Jungle Cruise is about uh, Emily Blunt, who wants to go on an adventure. Mm-hmm. She drags her quirky brother, Jack Whitehall onto a boat with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and they're chased by Nazis and curses, and it's a whole
1: lot of fun. Wow, uh, almost so, when you mentioned Nazis, almost sounds a little Indiana Jonesish. It, it really, honest to God, it, it, it's it's
4: very Disney and it's very fun. It's just like a fun action romp through the jungle, but <laughs> it does feel a little bit like it does feel a little bit. Alex like loves just, a good romp. The score has a lot of Indiana Jones kind of vibes and the character dynamics and they're kind of, you know, stumbling around nature, just trying to figure things out and just, I don't know. It has a really good, good Explorer adventure vibe to it. And it's just a, it's just a whole heck of a lot of fun. Wow. It's just a lot of fun. Lots of fun and good twists good little twist a little twist, ah, a little well, twist, twist. Well, we
1: know we all love a good twist Brian, what, what did you enjoy it not particularly oh my what i can't really? believe you disagree with alex wow wow what yeah. words well the issue
3: the the things I liked best about it was was honestly kind of the goofiness, like uh, the the jokes from like the Jungle Cruise. I enjoyed those because they they Ooh. pulled those jokes straight from the from the ride. The uh, I mean, there was the problem is it's, it's 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 Pirates of the Caribbean. It's it's ver, almost verbatim the very first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Like uh I, so, if you. If you've seen Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, you know, imagine some jungle around it. And then you've seen this movie. There's little difference in in the two plots, in the two stories. Even like the big twist is kind of the thing that Johnny Depp did at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean, the first movie. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Get, uh, okay, so it was di- fine, fine. But my kids enjoyed it. It was made for. It wasn't made for me. Yep. Yeah. You know, I'm. Uh, I'll support the rock. I want him to get paid for as many things as he can possibly get paid for. Uh, if I had gone to see this myself, I would have felt it. Yeah.
1: Podman Ron, I'm, I'm saving you for me. the last because you are the biggest rock fan. So I, I've got one good review. We'll, we'll get to the numbers in a little bit, but we've got one good review, one not so good. You're going to have to break this tie.
2: You know what? I'm going to, you know, I've been down on the rock lately, but I got to say he redeemed himself at this movie. Ah, very good. I got to agree with Alex. I I thought it was, it was kind of what I kind of needed to get back into the adventure movie. It was, it was fun. (laughs) It was, it had some twists in it. It was, it was fun. It had some twists in it. And I saw, I see what uh, Brian's saying. It it, uh, referenced Pirates of the Caribbean. It did have a lot of, little things to do with that, but I mean all these movies do at some point have, yeah. they all copy, so, copy I each
1: mean, other I
2: mean, a lot of them. Yeah, but it's a copy
3: of the last Disney riots
2: it's not like they copied
3: a Warner Brothers movie it they, they took copied. the formula I mean, we can go through the plot points, but there, there's a lot of it. <laughs> let's it there's a lot of the plot that's reused for this and, and honestly, I felt like it was about
4: 30 minutes too long wow <laughs> Oh no. so, <laughs> wow! It, okay, I'll, I'll give. I'll, I'll jump in on Brian's. Yeah, thing please here. do. It did. It did drag a little bit. I felt. I felt a weight towards the third act of like, all right, come on, the weight get of the back, rock on you. Let's get back on our cruise. Um, but I think to this movie's credit, and the best thing I can say, I think one of the first things I said after I finished I was like, this felt like a Disney ride. Like I felt like I just winning a ride at disney hmm. okay and i yeah. and you know what i had a splendid time i yeah. felt like i i got the class i i could like smell the ride almost it was like you know i can just feel smell the rock the, I, uh, just the I comedy think, writes I itself out smell the rock i can feel the
1: heat and i can feel okay. spraying. <laughs> right. okay you're getting a little <laughs> bit too romantic about the the jungle cruise there kid <laughs> Back off, Alex! Back off! You're going.
2: <laughs> you know, can, I can smell the sweat off of the pit uh, yeah, of yeah. And
1: Alex, you know, when you just, go to one extreme like this, you know, it just pushes Brian to the other corner of the ring. Yeah, you know, he he <laughs> just is going to come out fighting. You know, but maybe it's just and I, but I'm not, I'm not saying this is
4: a masterpiece. And it's just a fun romp. But maybe it's just me where it's like <laughs> after I saw F9 and after I saw Black Widow, maybe those two movies, yeah. those two, it's just suck the soul out of me enough for me to really love Snake Eye <laughs> and Jungle Cruise because I really I really do just enjoy them. Okay. I don't know whether I don't know whether and, uh, and they, they add something a little bit new and refreshing to two genres that are a little played out, uh like two movies that are kind of played out and kind of predictable. The the twists here are pretty and both movies are very entertaining to watch and I am enjoying myself blockbuster season thoroughly. I haven't had this much fun in this number of blockbusters since like I don't know twenty okay.
2: seventeen since you turned twenty two. No, yeah, no, no, no shame oh, in that. And I got to say that I mean, compared to both the Fast and the Furious but last one, Fast Nine and, and Black Widow, this was by far head above shoulders it's better superior um, movie. Those two, yeah, it really was just for the fact that it it just wasn't so tiresome. I mean, it was fun, fun, fun interaction with the characters, fun dialogue. You know, like Alex said, true twist, They're not the stupid twist like the Black Widow, which was like, oh my God, ridiculous stuff. You had a, you know, it was, it was kind of a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. And you know, it did have a little bit more supernatural themes to it than, than, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and a little bit more sci-fi okay. than Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it was really good.
1: All right, so so a, a, a refreshing romp uh, with new new characters and uh, a new franchise, but according to Brian, the same old story. So a little, a little bit of new, but a little bit of same old. Yeah, kind
4: of what Disney's good at. <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> That's good. It, yeah.
4: I'll, I'll put it to you like this. If you have a
3: choice of, if you've never seen either, this or Pirates of the Caribbean, watch Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a better movie.
4: Oh, yeah, but... No, and it's, and it's the same it. story.
2: I disagree with you. I actually like this one there in parts of the Caribbean. Okay, well, if it's
4: a rainy day and you want to go to the movies, this isn't a bad movie to go see. Like, you could stay home, sure, but that wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't go
3: see it. I'm not. What I'm saying is, well, I'll give you my review. I'll give you my rating.
1: Yeah, let's let's get to ratings real quick. So
3: I'd say it's a three. I would give it a three. All right.
1: Go see it. We'll go, go see it way. once, and you you should walk away happy. Go see it once. If you have young children, you, there's worse things you could do for
3: two hours and ten minutes that you wish was uh, the two hours and ten minutes you wish was really like a tight uh, oh, 91 minutes. <laughs> you <know>? so, <laughs> yeah. And, you, know, you know what? Feel like don't don't worry about getting up, walking around, stretch your legs a little bit. You'll be Probably fine. I don't miss much plot. Okay. You'll be fine. Go get a refill of
2: popcorn.
1: So. Yeah. All right. So three and zero or one from you, Brian? Binary. I, mean, I guess I've got to give it a one because I'm, I'm telling
4: people to see it. All right. But so, it was well, two and I. <laughs> it's a one. um. It, mm okay i said three in one alex three one. i know but i was thinking about black widow i gave it a two and i man, i still give it a one to see wow. um i guess i don't okay, skip to pmr skip to pmr I'm thinking,
1: I'm thinking all right pmr alex is <laughs> alex is still thinking about the heat and the sweat from the rock and has confused him i think uh it, it confuses him like uh yeah, I, I don't know what. Uh, PMR, what do you think about it?
2: What kind of rating? Uh, I'd give it a four. Wow. And I'd, I'd give it a four and a one, but I'd give it a four because I think this is a movie that once it does come on TV and is shown like, you know, a dozen times on FX every other Saturday. Yeah, you'll watch it? Yeah, it'll be on and I'll have it in the background. It's one of those movies that you can just play in the background and, you know, you know, we'll get your attention here right. and there. It's, so some, some
1: cool. re-watchability and enjoyment out
2: Yeah, I think so. Okay. I absolutely, absolutely.
1: All right, Alex? Here's,
2: here's my conflict in reviewing this movie.
4: Wow. <laughs> well, <while> I disagree. <laughs> well, while I disagree with Brian and how he reviews it. Yeah, obviously. I, I also have the exact... I would give it a three. <laughs> wow, this but, is weird. But I would give it a three out of... mainly a place of enjoyment. Because, like... I think to what PMR just said, I wouldn't give a movie a four because I could turn it on the background and just use it as background noise. That automatically goes to show. It's really not that engaging <laughs> and it's kind of...
2: No, it's not. That's not what I'm talking about. It's, it's not sad. It's, it's the thing it. a show that I could actually watch it again you, if I wanted to. If, I wouldn't. if you wanted to. you But you said you'd turn on the background. Yeah, while you're I'm vacuuming. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
4: <laughs> you can, you while need, you're it. vacuuming the nerdatorium. You'll <laughs> have you it. Can go back. To, you <laughs> could go back to it every 20 minutes. And it's like, now I think if it's like, well, I enjoyed it and I would say go see it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sit down and be like, I don't really want to watch Jungle Cruise today again. No, so I'm gonna give it a three, but I still give it a one. And I think the one here matters more. That I really do think you should go see it. Uh, it's just a fun movie, especially a good summer movie.
2: Uh, yeah. You know, we probably... You know what, Brad? I'm changing mine to a five, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love because, it. Because, you know, I think this movie... they both kind of, <laughs> of shit on something, but... <laughs> actually, it's a decent movie. All right. <laughs> I'm not shit talking. I'm not shit talking. Oh, this is not a decent
3: movie. Five is like the best
1: movie. Fuck <laughs> you, movie. Citizen Kane. The Jungle Book is in the house. I can spell it.
2: I can but spell it. Brad, Brad, Brad. They're, they're shitting on the movie, man.
3: The, 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 a
2: three is, is a 60% Rotten
3: Tomatoes. A three is.
1: A free we, free You is know what we need to do? Next, next week, we need to set down some rules. Uh, of one, no, two, three, I've four, five. I've already I've already did that. I did that one time. No one listened. I, I, that was like episode 20 or something. I forgot what they were. I don't know what they are anymore.
2: So, and, and, well, I'm, and it's is a I've, democracy, PMR. i, mean, I know I'm just saying. I mean, PMR has he's already told
4: rules. you once, Brian.
2: we told you what these rules are.
4: I'm not giving the movie a bad review. I'm telling you to go see it. Yeah, them. I'm not either. I'm just saying, it's like, so lucky, you all know, poo, poo-pooing on it. Uh, I'm not you know. going to be overtly generous to a movie that I don't plan on ever, like, fully sitting okay, down and re-watching. I'm
2: guy. Okay.
4: <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> Alex,
3: Alex, I feel like you're being perfectly reasonable.
2: Of there course, because you you matched your score. <laughs> <laughs> <For> <laughs>
4: words, I'm not being absolute. I am thinking it over and being generous. Yes, you're being very, very. And good you good know good. what that is? That's <laughs> a sign. That's a sign of maturity, Alex. That's right. And it's just it's a <laughs> five out of five. Fuck everyone who says different. Let <laughs>
1: me. Well, a, a zero <laughs> should. Jesus, uh, a zero should be God. you. You. You don't. You never want to see it again. You regret seeing it, right? That's a one. That's, that's a, a one. one. Okay, that's one. I'm sorry. A two a would one. be you saw it. A, a two, <laughs> two is,
2: I would, a two is, you Don't, saw there it. There might have you been been go see interesting, it. but you get really You enjoy. can see it, but I wouldn't recommend it, but you can go ahead and see it. Gotcha. three could, is you can take it or leave it. Three is I uh, take it or leave it. But know? three and
1: two sound an awful lot alike. You can see it, but yeah, I don't it. <laughs> you,
2: know, you know what? I got these things, I've got these things written down. I will, I will, can you please? I will, I will fi- yes, I will find it. Put that Since on our Instagram. No one listens to it. Yeah, I will. I'll put them on our Instagram. All right. So... <laughs> Hey, Brad, not to
3: change the subject, but I always think how we mention the the Nerdatorium. I guess I would love to be in the room when PMR
1: takes that vacuum out to the (laughs) Nerdatorium. I With with his Dr. Strange cape. (laughs) PMR puts his Dr. Strange cape on, grabs the shark vacuum cleaner, and says, I'm going to go outside to watch Jungle Cruise. Leave me alone for two hours and ten minutes.
2: Y'all y'all, 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 Jungle Cruise is a good movie.
1: I may or may not see Jungle Cruise, so you've convinced no, crazy, me of that.
2: Way to go, guys. Way to go, guys. All right. Brad. Brad did, you did you think there was Snake a chance Eyes? Brad
1: was going to watch that movie anyway? Yeah, I could have Brad, did you see Snake Eyes? No. <laughs> Are you crazy? No. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so let me, I, here's my, the way I'll define it. When it comes on cable or Disney Plus or whatever for free and I don't have to pay extra, I will watch Jungle Cruise. I would not watch Snake Eyes even if I had it for free. So that's that's about how I'm going to define it. So, yes, eventually I will see Jungle Cruise.
2: I think everybody's, uh, until next consensus. time. Oh, what? I think everybody's general consensus with Snake Eyes is it makes a good action movie, but not... T- not a good Joe movie.
1: I I think
2: so. I have no
1: desire to see it. But you know what? Going back to my original point, uh, all I want is one good movie. And the Podman had an assignment on the streaming wheel to watch what I think is one hell of a good movie. And I'm reminded about it: uh, The Wrestler. Uh, Podman, Ron, you did not watch this. I did not. Alex, you I didn't even know phone you phone were phone. supposed to watch this. <laughs> I, I completely forgot. You uh, though you
3: were present on the
1: podcast when it was determined.
3: And,
2: yeah, we, and I think I emailed or I probably.
1: texted about it. boys, But there seemed to be some confusion about whether the podman included Alex. So that's kind of sweet, I guess. He didn't know if it included him. Uh, I know
2: if I was included.
1: So we can, uh, Brian, I know you watched it and I know you've seen it before. Uh, Should we just wait until these two catch up? Because I kind of want want to force them to watch it if they've never seen it. We can't let them off the hook, I don't think.
3: Yeah, me and you are the two that have seen it before. I want to force them to watch it.
1: All right. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's what we need to do. We'll skip the streaming. We'll... Uh, Unless we want to make Podman Ron watch an extra movie here, but then it feels like we have to make uh, Alex watch one. Yeah, exactly. But if we, you guys want, got to watch this fantastic movie. We will. We'll we'll watch it next week. All right, we'll be ready next week. I I can only hope so. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that that's it. We got no TV shows to talk about quite yet. Again, uh, Ted Lasso. We can talk about that a little bit later. We can. we got a uh, Superman and Lois. Uh, well, uh, Brian, you put that down into what you're looking at. Oh, I guess that's true. We got to stick to the we got to <laughs> stick to the script here. Uh, and Brian, speaking of sticking to scripts, uh, I, I know you do have a little retro review for us. <laughs> and we were talking in the green room before the show, Brian, and. Uh, we said, hey, we got a jam packed episode. Maybe we will delay your retro review here of the, this movie that we'll talk about. Uh, and you're like, well, no, this is kind of a timely movie. We, it's uh, something that we need to talk about, it sounds like. Uh, let me play just a little bit of a clip here to intro it and tee it up for you.
0: Bad guys are in there.
2: <laughs> you know something? I think you should be wearing this. I
0: don't think I've earned
2: it yet. You don't understand. You just solved the entire case. You just revolutionized the entire history of police training. I mean, all these years at the academy, studying human character, psyche of the terrorist, fingerprint analysis, all the courses that I've taken in surveillance, hostage negotiation, in criminal psychology, when I mean, all I had to do is just drive around the neighborhood and point my finger at the house and say, the bad guys ain't there.
0: You think you're funny, don't
2: you? I know I am. I'm the famous comedian Arnold Braunschweiger. Schwarzenegger. Just untied. All right,
1: Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a little bit of comedy there. Uh, Brian, what are you reviewing for us? I'm reviewing the Last Action Hero. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh Arnold Schwarzenegger
3: uh, from 1993. It was a it was budgeted at 80 million dollars and only made 50 of it back in uh, in its box office run. Can I have a but, question?
2: Uh, was he yeah. truly the last action hero? Yeah, because oh. that was the last movie he had did before he went to crap for a while.
1: <laughs> wow. well. Brian, you're going to have a hard time getting through this, I think. I'm going to have a hard time getting through this one. However, now, here's the, th- the film. Little, little background.
3: The film came out in 93. It was directed by John McTiernan who John McTiernan directed Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance, The Hunt for Red October, Predator. So you had a, like an A-pedigree director. Uh, the film was written by Shane Black. Uh-oh. Shane Black's very prolific, right? He wrote most uh, recently that we all loved, Iron Man 3. Right? He wrote Iron Man 3. He wrote Predator, three of the four lethal weapons, PMR. Uh-huh. Oh, Yeah. He wrote uh, The uh, the Newest Predator. He wrote Monsters. And one of the best films, probably, of the 2000s, uh, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Yeah. So Shane Black, uh, a great pedigree. Here, and the film, I think I rented it from Blockbuster. I did not see this in the, in the theaters. I think I rented it and kind of did what PMR talked about, just kind of like played it in the background and didn't pay much attention to it. Were you vacuuming? This. <laughs> I might have been. I might have been. This film does not deserve
1: the 43% rating it got on Rotten Tomatoes. Or the crap that Podman Ron is giving it right now. Or the crap that Podman Ron is giving it right now.
2: It hey, deserves worse. Am I right?
3: No, 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 no Am <laughs> I no.
1: right, people? What's <laughs> the deal people? with this last action I World? challenge.
3: <clears throat> I challenge... PMR to watch this movie. He's got to watch The
1: Wrestler enjoy. first, though. And not enjoy it. <laughs> oh, no. It's so
3: simple. You had to I add that part, Brian. No, you got to listen to me. Like the We live in a world where we just had 10 Fast and the Furious films. This movie from 1993 essentially is making fun of every one of the stupid Fashion the Furious tropes that we've had in the last 10 movies. There are so many like classic like scenes that they spoof in this. The whole premise of the film is the kid loves action movies. And Jack Slater is a character that Arnold Schwarzenegger plays in the movies, and so he's going to go see Jack Slater four, and he gets a magic ticket and gets pulled into the movie, right? And so there's lots of inside jokes about Schwarzenegger. They go into a blockbuster chasing, prove to him that they're in a movie, and, and when he shows him the T2 poster, it's Sylvester Stallone start in it, not not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, there's lot there's there's some really funny stuff in this movie. I watched it with the twins, uh, my 12 year olds and they were literally rolling. It is, it is very good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm skipping good. It's very good and very topical, uh, considering if you watch it through the lens that we watched all of these Fast and the Furious films and then watch this, you will enjoy this movie. There are so many. There's, there's one scene where they pull this straight. I mean, it's I mean it predates Fast and the Furious by, you know, 10 years. But there's a scene where uh, he uh, jumps a ramp because uh, he's being chased. He jumps a ramp and is able to scotch off of a Coca-Cola truck and then land all four wheels on the ground to keep driving. And the guy chasing him does, you see in the background, they don't even address it, you see in the background. The guy behind him hits the ramp and shoots about Forty feet in the air and hits the ground and explodes. So the the whole lot, just the same thing as like Vin Diesel falling on uh, uh, or uh, John Cena falling on Vin Diesel's hood and, and, and being safe from the, from falling off a speeding truck. It is. There's one part where a guy uh, gets uh, gets uh, knocked off and he and he busts through the the windshield of a ice cream truck and the ice cream truck just explodes. It's oh. It is very, very good. If you if you want to watch something, like uh, even if paying half attention to it, if you want to watch a good film, this movie is great because it. And the thing is, people didn't get it because it was the way it was promoted, right? The last action hero. They didn't get it, and I don't think the 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 the, uh, the advertisements were trying to tee it up like, well, you know, this is Terminator Two. You know, it was right after Terminator Two. Um. No, it's it's a spoof. It's an action comedy. Uh, it's very very good.
1: And where where uh where did you watch this at? Did it, on um, streaming service or? It was on streaming service. Oh, was it on?
3: Oh crap! I think it was on Max. Um, but maybe not. Okay, it.
1: somewhere where Podman Ron could experience it.
2: Yes. As I say yeah. I, I I have about five streaming services. All right.
1: Well, hey, have you ever seen it, Podman Ron?
2: Or do I you re- or do you, you remember again. it? Not, not very well. I don't okay. believe. Alex. Yeah, it's on HBO Max.
1: Alex, Last Action Hero. Um, I'm going to pass. Oh, okay. So, you, but you've never seen it. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Well, I do. I, I will agree with Brian. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I do agree with Brian that it is, I mean, it's just making fun of action action movies um, in general and everything. So kind of kind of uh, a little bit of comedic spin for uh, Schwarzenegger there. But, uh, Brian, what, what else can you do to convince these guys to watch it?
3: I don't know. Like, uh, I, I'm telling
1: you, you need to watch it. VMR. You need to sit down
3: and watch it and just go into it completely open-minded and just take it for what it what it is uh, pay attention to lots of stuff happening in the background like it, it is a very good film and very topical uh, it, it, uh, a lot of people a lot of reviewers said this too when I was like researching and stuff like Man, it's so good they were like yeah it holds up really well like uh, it, it, it's a completely underappreciated
2: film. So. All right. Well, I'll put it on the background on something. And see if I like <laughs>
3: it. Give it a solid, like sit. Give it a solid thirty to forty minutes.
1: Yeah, Let you me will, sink in. But
3: the, once you get to that point, you you've got the vibe of the movie, and you'll and and the whole thing will. Uh, Will be a pleasant experience.
1: It'll make you fall in love with the genre all over again. Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. Well, I will.
2: I will. Uh, i, will, uh,
1: I will, uh, I'll agree with Brian. This was this was a good movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but I will trust that it has held up well. Uh, I do remember Tom Noon playing the uh, the uh, Hatchet Killer guy. I Always liked him and everything, but yeah. yeah. I think the
3: the one that, uh, that got the kids well, the part where Art Carney's in the movie too. And, uh, there's, uh, the reason why Jack Slater's going after the movie is cause they killed, they killed his, his favorite second cousin. And it's played by Art Carney. But like when, uh, oh, <laughs> they, when they kill Art
2: Carney. Art Carney.
1: <laughs> when, yeah, if that's so how he, he goes for you. Yeah. When, when he goes, he's only in there as a cameo. When he goes and he's, you know, they've
3: beaten up his, his, his you know, Art Carney, his second favorite, uh, cousin, like beating him to a pulp and he's like tied to a chair and, and, uh, Jack Slayer walks in and, and like Art Carney tells himself that then dies and he, he's got like these, the, this, uh, these cards pinned to his chest and he picks the cards up and he looks at them and it says five and he flips it. And the next card says four, right. and he flips it. And the next one says three, and he flips it, and it says two. And then he goes, "Run! It's a bomb!" <laughs> like, so it's not a timer. They gave him a card. That, they gave him cards that counted down from five to one. And the, when, the, when, he, when he flipped the last card, the bomb blew up.
2: Oh my god! That's good stuff. I we will enjoy it, Good
3: stick. It's
1: good very drink. good. So. All right. Any other uh any other retro reviews anybody else? I don't think I I don't think I have anything. No. I was going to mention this Brad cuz we
3: talked about it last week briefly. Uh you know, uh, I kind of said uh that you could kind of take untouchables and oh, oh, yeah, um, yeah, Tombstone. Yeah. Right? Tombstone and kind of put them in the uh the sort of uh yeah, faux you, history
1: history <laughs> fictional history. Yeah.
3: Yeah, like a like fictional trilogy, and I was like, I, I was there's, and you said what was the third movie? Yeah, and I had thought about this before, and it, it stumped me. Uh, the third movie is The Patriot <laughs> with uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Well, that's I a good thought. Like yeah. Right. So the Tombstone, Untouchables, and The Patriot.
1: That's, I like that. That's a good. You, you need to uh, package that up and sell DVDs. The uh, the fictional historic trilogy.
3: Yep, I which like the Patriot, the guy, the the guy that's a uh, Patriot, uh, like they've said that he's an amalgam of several characters from right. like, you know, to like Swamp Fox, like uh, Francis Marion. He's based on Francis Marion. He's based on somebody else. He's based on this other guy. So he's just an amalgam of different right. different right. people.
1: But uh, but yeah yeah so Tombstone, The Untouchables, and The Patriot. That's that's a good triple there feature go. right
2: there. Triple feature right there.
1: Did uh, speaking of which, I, I do want to get to uh, Superman Lois. But uh, Podman Ron, did you? I think Alex, did you the one of you ever watch America the uh, uh, the motion picture? No, no, no still no, didn't no. watch that. Okay, all right. Well, that's no. fair enough. You've been busy. No. Run's been busy. He ain't got no time for these TV shows. Got no time for that, All that movies. Crap. Yeah, he's catching up on Bob. Actually, catching up. On watching
3: watching movies he's seen multiple times in the background.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, at least he's uh, you know looking at something. What you looking at? Uh, Brian, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm going to hold my uh, Ted Lasso and we'll bring uh, Schmigadoon for after the end of the season. Uh, but something that you are not holding on to, which is, I think, maybe close to the end of the season Superman and Lois, you've either got a renewed love for this show or maybe the love never died.
3: It's a renewed love. So I watched the first three episodes, uh, maybe four. And then it went on hiatus. It went on like a lengthy hiatus, like a six or eight week hiatus. And uh, so I just it just kind of like backlogged on me. Uh, and so uh, the boys and I were sitting there and said, "Well, let's you know, looking for something to watch. I was like, well, let's get caught up on Small on uh, Superman and Lois." And the first four episodes were really heavily about them reintegrating back in Smallville, and and it, there were a lot about the kids, about Jonathan and Jordan. And like the teenage stuff. And it was it was a little it was a little too Dawson's Creek for me in the first four episodes. And uh episode five, they completely changed up the the uh the focus of the show. Uh the the kids are there, that they get a good amount of screen time, but the Superman story and the Lois story really picks up uh with them and then Morgan Edge is in Smallville doing something and you don't know what he's doing but in the first episode of the series we saw there was a guy in an armored suit um, and, the, and the 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 AI calls him you know Mr. Luthor right and that was a swerve that was a complete swerve huh. and when you when you realize what the swerve was I was like holy shit that's really cool uh, there's there's a lot of this that they pulled from, uh, like, Reign of the
1: Supermen and post-Death of Superman stories, right? But and, because uh, still Jr. is in it and, and other folks?
3: Yeah. So the the big revelation is uh, that wasn't Luthor. It was John Henry Ires. And the reason the suit's calling him Luthor is because he stole one of Luthor's power suits and never reprogrammed the A.I., so he's like, I don't care who, you know, who it thinks I am, just that it works. And so you realize in the fifth episode that it's it John Henry Irons, and he's coming, he's from another uh, Earth, and he's coming to kill Superman because on his Earth, he's married to Lois Lane, wow. Superman turns bad and kills everybody, including, including Lois Lane. Wow. And so he's come to our Earth to prevent Superman from turning bad and to, and to get revenge for him murdering his wife. Um, so yeah, so John Henry Irons is the big bad. Then you get, once that storyline kind of dies down, you get all of the, you find out all the stuff about Morgan Edge, uh, which, uh, it was sure really.
2: I hadn't saw, I hadn't saw it all yeah. Yeah, the Morgan Edge
3: stuff was really, really steeped in, in, in that, um, it, the, the, uh, uh, Dan Jurgens' Superman stories. Uh, it deals with some of the Phantom Zone stuff. It deals with uh, they kind of name check the Eradicator. Uh, there's even um, there's the guy in the town that's just a that, it's the guy that married Lana, and uh, to an extent, he's kind of Kenny Braverman conduit from uh, from the uh, the late 2000s or the mid 2000s Superman danger and stuff. So it's uh, it's been very, very good. It's, it's pro- honestly, and Alex, I want you to chime in, but I feel like it's it's easily the best CW DC series we've we've had ever. They don't get into they don't get into the goofy shit that, that the Arrowverse does. Diggle finally shows up to to make you, to let you know, hey, this still is in the Arrowverse. Um. But if, if Diggle never showed up, you would have ne- this would have never had to have been Arrowverse. It would have never had to have been tied back to any of the other shows for any, any reason whatsoever.
4: <laughs> probably. What um, Alex posted? I said. And if Diggle never showed up, it would probably have been better off for it. Um, yeah, the show's really good. I-, I wouldn't say it's the best. I'm not coming that as a as a fan of like all the CW shows now. They're all complete garbo this is the only good one and it's incredible like this story and everything it does just its messages about family about truth and justice and blah 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 and all that it's really really good uh but i'd say it's on par with the first season of the flash as those two definitely being the best cw shows by far the this show has a little bit of an easier route it only has 15 episodes so it has, it can tell a much conciser story and it's not dealing with a whole bundle of characters and all that. And it has it's not dealing with origins or anything of messy with that. Um, but it is, that's not to dismiss the show at all. It's really, this show is really, really good. It's one of the best superhero TV, I think, by far and above. I think it's maybe the best live action Superman outing. We've had. I may. I may go that far to say that. Um, it's really good, and it's refreshing, and it's new, and it brings a new light to this character without being like a Man of Steel and dismissing, whether you like it or not, dismissing the core beliefs of said character. Um, yeah, it's really
1: strong. Really good show.
4: Yeah, could can
1: recommend more. Yeah, I would I'll like. It. I watched the first episode, and that was it. Uh, but I would uh,
2: I I may have I may watch it I may give it a shot Yeah I, Do you, I watched the first Like Four Maybe five episodes Maybe it was And uh, yeah They were solid They were very strong And solid I thought we covered The show on, the We, we did TV. But but then it went On hiatus And, and like yeah. I fell off But it It picks
3: up, It picks up In like episode five Tremendously
2: yeah, it, I thought I thought it started out that strong. It was a it was a really good, good good show. Um
4: Yeah, that made a lot of harm. I think.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think the kids, where I think his his two kids on the show actually add so much to, you know, it's just not another Superman tale. It, it really gets deeper into uh family life, and you know, it tells a different story of just. You know, just not Superman being married. You know,
3: I think the thing I like best about it all is it's it feels like a comic book. Okay, it is a serialized storytelling, but it's not Flash, where you're going to have the bad guy and it's going to take 21 episodes to resolve the situation. Yeah. It's it's still serialized, but the first arc <laughs> is really the whole thing with John Henry Irons. And, and not realizing it's not Luthor and what his motivation is and all that kind of stuff. And then it settles down. Like, that storyline kind of resolves itself. Then the Morgan Edge stuff picks back up, or picks up, where it had been kind of planted the whole time, the Morgan Edge. You don't know what he's doing. But until the John Henry Irons stuff ends, you don't really pick up the Morgan Edge plot line. And then John Henry Irons comes back, uh, like, to, to help resolve the Morgan Edge stuff. It re- it, it watches like a comic book. Like it, it, like the serialization of the story is very, very good. Stuff actually happens every episode. Uh, there's revelations in most, if not all the episodes about, you know, and reveals.
1: It's, uh, it's, it's very, very good. It's very, very good All right You've you talked me into it I mean I, I will try to commit myself to it It's an hour show though, right? Because that's kind of That goes over my half hour policy No, no, no
3: it's, I think most episodes Come in at like 42 minutes
1: All right All right I'll, 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 I'll try to extend my policy of only watching 30 minute shows To <laughs> Since this one's so special and You can stream all of them On the CW app All right Download the CW app Stream it Which is free all right. I love me free stuff. Uh, Podman Ron, are you looking at anything other
2: than a clean floor? Nope. All right. Just uh, just uh, the sunshine and happiness right now. So. Wow. Sunshine and happiness
1: at 11 o'clock at Same night. Sunshine and
2: happiness. Are you on the other side just,
1: of the world? Where? I am. Oh. No,
2: no, no. no just, uh, <laughs> you were looking I at sunshine. have had time to watch. Just having uh, I time to really watch anything this week, so awesome. I'll, I'll catch up with some stuff. Basically,
1: all right, Alex, have we have
2: some stuff in the pipeline.
1: All right, we, we and of course, Suicide Squad, uh, the Suicide Squad. Alex, we know you've been busy. Have you had time just to check out uh, a book, a song, what, anything?
4: I I, I I am actually reading a book right now. oh what are you watching? uh I started. I was watching an interview with Quentin Tarantino, and he was out. Um, promoting his, uh, not the novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which he went back and did a whole novelization of and he always talked about how he really wanted to get into novels after his film career. And I was like, you know what? I'll go pick it up. It was only like seven, eight dollars. I was like, yeah, all right. Maybe. And I'm about a hundred or so pages in and, man, I didn't think Quentin Tarantino's style of kind of just You know, his mindless conversation that just is really character focused and really building out the minds and feelings of our characters would work in a book because, you know, that thing you think that would drag the pacing down and be a slog. But the intricate details of how he words things and just the specificity he goes into that really layers in when our characters start making choices, why they're making those choices is really, really good. And it translates fantastically into this novelization. And it, it, if you didn't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when you saw it in the theaters, I really recommend you read this book. It's It's, fino- it's just fucking great. It's so good. Um, I'm having a ball reading it. And hopefully it keeps that way. I'm only like a, qu- a third of the way in, but
1: I'm really loving it. All I right. could not say nicer things. It's really good. Very good. All right, loving some Quentin Tarantino books there. And I
4: also watched the social network for like the sixth time, and if you haven't seen it, go watch social network. never saw it. Speaking of books, Brad, this is a tidbit. Uh,
3: I, uh, the kids have been watching, uh, on Netflix Jurassic Park Camp Cretaceous. Uh Which, uh, it follows the Jurassic World, you know, it's after, uh, the Indominus Rex gets loose. These kids get left on the island when they evacuate. Um,
0: it's apparently
3: uh, it's 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 supposed to tie back into Dominion or whatever. You don't know what happened to them when the when the volcano went off. So I guess they're going to have to reconcile that. But the kids kind to watch it. It's one of those where I'm I'm in the room and you know, uh, when they're watching it. But but there was something really cool on the uh, season three now. Um, and speaking of a book, uh, it uh, there's a part where they're talking about. I think they're supposed to be going to like John Hammond's office or something. There's some MacGuffin they need to get out of John Hammond's office. And uh, she goes, uh, one of the kids goes, uh, the guy that got eaten? And they're like, what are you talking about? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he broke his ankle and got eaten by a bunch of copies. And they're like, what? That never happened. Where'd you hear that? And she goes, oh, I guess I read it somewhere. Which I enjoyed the hell out of that comment. I thought it, because that's the way he dies in the books. Ah, okay. in, in Jurassic Park, the original book, John Hammond, at the end of the movie, when everybody else is safe, he, he's walking and he stumbles, breaks his ankle, rolls down a hill, and he that's how the the, the book ends, is he's eaten alive by copies. <laughs> and so the fact that you've got a, a Y7 TV show, right, that references the, the, the Michael Crichton book from uh you know from 1989 and actually talks about the real way john hammond died it was it was pretty it was a pretty great like a nod or not even nod, like a pretty big a pretty great Easter Easter egg. Uh, nice. yeah yeah she's like uh yeah yeah he broke his ankle and got eaten by up like where did you hear that oh i guess i read it somewhere i was well, like so <laughs> is, this show a car- is this show a cartoon it's a cartoon yeah it's a cartoon on netflix but they reference the uh, the way. Uh, and Alex, have you read Jurassic Park the book? I haven't read the book yet. No, you should probably read it because uh, it is vastly different. I mean, the, the the plot beats are a lot the same, but the the story is vastly different from the movie. And what's interesting is, from like a Hollywood perspective, you realize how much Spielberg changed the story. To, to kind of hit traditional movie tropes, mm-hmm. uh, but really kind of abandon the source material. Uh, for one thing, uh, the lawyer in the book is the hero. It's not Alan Grant. It's not Ian Malcolm. The lawyer who got eaten on the toilet is the hero from like the whole first movie, for the whole first book. Uh, but he's a lawyer. So the joke is he's, he's a shyster. Let's kill him in, in, in a humiliating way. But yeah, you should read uh, Jurassic Park. It's a very good book.
2: Wasn't it? Very different than the film. What's the next movie? Uh, 20,
3: uh, it's next year, I believe, 2022. Okay. Dinosaurs are going to have fur. So. Feathers, you
4: know, should be? We... Uh, fur, feathers? Feathers.
1: Feathers. Brad, uh, uh, did you say you'd never watched Social Network? No, I have not. I have not. What? Well, it didn't really hold any interest for me. You should watch it; you'll hold some interest. All right. Well, I guess uh, David Fincher. Yeah, yeah, the score is the score is beautiful. Oh, I was yeah. to the score free time. Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch
4: Adaptation? No, but I'll <sighs> make a deal. I'll watch Adaptation if
1: you watch The Social Network. Okay, I'll try. I'll find. I'll look for it. After you watch The Wrestler. After you watch The Wrestler, I mean, we're piling After up here, works. boys. I got, I got movies. two movies. All right, <laughs> I got two movies to watch. All right, so yeah. much movie. And uh, again, let's not forget uh, the the Suicide Squad uh, that we can watch on HBO Max here in a few days and see if Brian's completely crazy and uh, crazy in love with James Gunn or not. I guess so. I guess so. All right. Well, that's uh, it. It's wonderful. Oh. Great <laughs> film. All right. Well, we will look forward to seeing, because uh, I think, Alex, you were you were not looking forward to it, thinking that uh, if the trailer's all it's showing as kind of dick and fart jokes, uh, you're not sure if you're going to sign up for it. But we'll see and if I that... All right. Overall. Well, I guess we will find out. But until next time... Save it for the podcast.